The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. What can you say yes to? In episode one, join us in the arena as we reflect on Scott Shute's interview with David Bruner. Hey, listeners. Welcome to In the Arena. I'm Jackie Goldberg. And I'm Leah Smart. Uh, And in December, for Reflection in Day, Scott Shute interviewed David Bruner, who is the Senior Minister and Spiritual Director at the Center for Spiritual Living in in the Bay Area. That is a mouthful. What a title. (laughs) Um, So we are so excited to have you all back with us today. And before we jump in, we would love to just share with you how we decide on what we're going to talk about from some of the takeaways. So Jackie, you want to share that with them? Well, Leah, I think we both agreed that this was such a memorable interview for both of us. Uh, We watch the interview separately and we take our own notes and we come and we meet up and we say, what did you take away from that? What stood out to you? What was important to you? And we see where we align. And there was so much goodness in this interview. We aligned on a lot of areas, and we also had tidbits that we each took away. He had such good one-liners, a real wisdom to share with us. And so what we decided was, let's take one of the topics that we really fell wholeheartedly about, and then we'll talk about two other topics that um, both resonated with us a little bit deeper individually, uh, but clearly there's so much conversation to be had in all of this. So one of the biggest topics that we took away was saying yes to life. And for me... I just think it's such an incredible opportunity. We all have the ability to say yes to anything. Uh, We have the ability to choose. We have free will. And so saying yes to life, I think it just inspired me. I felt really inspired to hear that David Bruner for an entire year said yes to life. What, What did it mean to you? Yeah. So for me, um, similar in some ways, and I would say different in the way that, uh, you know, oftentimes when we think about saying yes, we are thinking about saying yes to everyone else. And what really resonated for me is the fact that sometimes it's saying yes to yourself and it sounds like no to others, but really it's reinvesting in you. Um, and so I think it's it's a different take on saying yes to life and saying yes to, to you, your own growth, what's best for you and not always what's best for everyone else. I think we live in a world um, where, you know, sometimes, especially in social settings, your value is placed on how often you're at an event, how often you're doing this and that. And you end up in some instances not taking care of yourself. So that's what resonated with me was taking care of yourself and saying yes to you. And I think, you know, we've each been through our own personal transformations. And when I and I think transformation is something that exists all the time. It's an ongoing journey. You've you know, once you transform, you then step into another transformation. You're back in the arena and you're, you're growing once again. Um, but for me, a big part of my transformation was saying yes. Um, and to me, that was taking some intelligent risks. So um, solo travel. If you ever asked me years ago if I would travel alone, I would 
say no. I was very scared to be alone. Who would I hang out with? Who would I connect with? Um, and I decided to just start saying yes to solo travel. And I'm going on my fourth solo vacation, and I'm excited, and I've learned so much for it. You know, something that, that Dr. David Bruner said in his interview was how saying yes to life opens the opportunity for spontaneity. And I really feel that because when you say yes, you dive into these situations. I've met new friends. I've, I've built more connections traveling slow than if I was with a partner or with a friend. Um, and I'm just getting so much goodness out of that. Yeah. And I, I was, as you were talking, I was wondering you know, if you could say more about maybe some of the themes that have really emerged for you when you've said yes to things. What I find is that it opens up doors. Saying yes to me is almost accepting what is in life and saying no closes a door, saying yes opens one. And whenever you have the opportunity to say yes, at least for myself, if you look at, at a glass half full, looking at it as an opportunity and a door to open, you never know what's, what's inside. And what comes up for me is that what I used to be held back by was the uncertainty of what was behind that door and not knowing and trying to control. So if I say no, well, then it, it gives me an out. I don't have to go into that door and see what's on the other side. Um, but again, I've built new connections, new friendships. Um, I've had cultural experiences. I took risks in travel, for example. Um, and even even small things, you know, um, saying yes to, to a, a dinner plan or saying yes to a coworker to help them out with something. Um, and I get, it's, it's almost like that giving and receiving, I get something from that. I'm able to say yes, and then I, it brings me joy. It brings me uh, gratitude. Yeah, it's it's so funny. As you were talking about that and all the yeses that you say, I think one of the valuable things for me is I have kind of always been this yes person. Um, and over the last few years, I've started to become more of a, an outwardly no person, which has been my yes to me. And so it's it's been a way for me or a, an avenue for me to learn more about myself mm -hmm. and what's really important and valuable. And so I think um, you can almost play with this idea of, you know, the weight and the value of your yeses. What are you what are you really investing in when you say yes to this thing? What does it mean? What does the commitment look like? How does it honor who you are? Um, and does it? And if it doesn't, then that's kind of where you are allowed to have this checks and balances and say, actually, this isn't honoring who I am. I'm saying yes to something else. Um, and I love that you mentioned at the beginning that we all have options and choice and power. Uh, and so I think, you know, yes offers us an option. It offers another, an, you know, a door closes, a window opens, right? So it's really just taking a bigger perspective of what are the things I can say yes to. Um, for me, you know, I've, I love travel also. I think my my big ones have been travel as well in some ways where I've traveled alone or with friends out of the country and seen so much of the world in the last decade. Um, but most recently, it's been around uh, moving from San Francisco back to New York. And, you know, my entire family is from San Francisco. I was raised, born and raised in the Bay Area, went to school in the Bay Area, um, have a ton of friends who left and came back to the Bay Area. And so, so many people are rooted there for me. Um, so to make the choice to actually say yes to moving back to New York meant a lot of no's um, to a lot of people who, you know, I love and love me and have real relationships with, um, but it really meant yes for me, for my own fulfillment and for my deeper understanding of myself, that it was really important for me to live here and not there. And, and really, you know, my growth happens and has happened because of that yes. I, I think that's so powerful what you said, that saying yes to ourselves 
can sometimes mean saying no to other people. Because what I struggle with is this balance of, okay, if I'm saying yes to everything, aren't I going to get overwhelmed? When when, when is it okay to say no? And what I'm hearing from you is putting yourself first, right? Because we have to put ourselves first in order to do good for others, right? You think about putting your oxygen mask on first before you put it on your, your kids on, a, on an airplane. Um, and that's something that's thrown around a lot. But it really comes when you look at your healthy priorities, where are you putting yourself? And if you don't put yourself first, how can you take care of your spouse? How can you take care of your family? How can you be the best employee and, and professional? How can you be the best friend? Um, and so when you think about saying yes, I just think it's so powerful because for you, you must have had family and friends that you've grown up your whole life saying to, you know, giving you reasons maybe to stay and you knowing deep down um, and, and in your heart that that was the right yes for you. Yeah. And that's um, that's where I think, you know, it's identifying what it feels like um, to be in. I talk about alignment and misalignment a lot because it, it resonates in um, you know, your intuition. What does it feel like when things are, are happening for you in the right way um, and they're moving in the right way? They may not always be easy, um, but you know when things don't feel like they're going in the right way. And that was something I had to identify, acknowledge, accept, and then make a choice. Um, and so that choice came in the form of, of making that move. Um, but I, I really do think, um, you know, the, the saying yes to yourself can be even smaller, right? Um, for me, something that's happened, you know, this year that I've decided to say yes to is my own health and exercise and running. And that was something that I have always been passionate about. But I'd really given it up because I put everything else to your point, um, you know, before that, my, you know, getting to work at specific times, you know, being at certain things with other people socially. I put, I mean, anything you can list, I probably put before that. And what I've recognized this year is, you know, I'm now, you know, training for a half marathon, which is so exciting uh, that we're running together. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think uh, what I've recognized is I am far more... Um, I'm a much bigger contributor to the people around me and to myself. Um, I am more of me because I've invested in this piece of me that I had never realized was important. So that was a yes that I said that has meant no to other things when people ask me to do things and I go, I've got to go for a run. Which is what I'm hearing so much also is just how much connection there is between saying yes and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about fulfillment a little bit in, in our trailer and um, around our mission of inspiring others to reach fulfillment. And when I think about fulfillment, to me, it is wholeness, completeness. It's being in the flow. It's being in alignment. And saying yes to ourselves very much gets you to that fulfillment, which I love. I just think that's so powerful. And Jackie, what are some things that fulfill you? Honestly, I will say... Um, giving myself the space to take in whatever is and be mindful of all the things to be grateful for in my life. So um, two years ago, actually on Reflection In Day, um, I made a great gratitude jar. And it was one of the in-day sessions that they had in the office here in New York. And um, I think they actually phrased it as a positivity jar. Um, but I, I remember I wrote gratitude on it. And every day for an entire year, I wrote down something I was grateful for. 
This was all of 2017. And then on New Year's Day of 2018, I opened 365 post-its and went through everything I was grateful for. And I I knew over time how much this exercise was changing my life. Um, and I did it again. So I'm, I'm coming off of my second year in a row of writing down something I'm grateful for every day. And and this really fills my soul. This gives me, because it, it just gives me perspective. Um, you know, I can be in the shower and not have a hot shower that day because the plumbing in my old city apartment is not working and I'll get frustrated and all of a sudden I say, wait a second, I am in my New York City apartment having a shower, a shower after my run along the West Side Highway. I have so much to be grateful for. And um, that fills me up. That gives me fulfillment just um, leaning on that because there's so much to be grateful for and every it doesn't matter who you are, there's always something to be grateful for. Um, and that has really shifted my perspective in life. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine from I've never done that. I have a gratitude journal, but I've never done this daily practice for a full year. I can imagine there are things that are surprising when you reflect on 2017. I'm curious, like, was there a surprise in there when you went back to look at some of them? (laughs) You know, what was surprising. There were so many repeats of people that Mm -hmm. I was grateful for in my life. Um, and you know what I did, I, I sometimes sent pictures to people of like, I saw this, you know, friends, my manager, people at work, my colleagues, my family. Um, it's interesting how you do see the themes over time. And I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to open this, this new jar. Actually, my, my team here at LinkedIn for my birthday in May bought me a huge new gratitude jar. So I, so I upgraded from the little Mason jar (laughs) that we got on reflection in day to this huge gratitude jar with these beautiful notes that say gratitude on them. Um, and, and I'm super, super excited about that. Is that something you would ever try? Is that something that is yeah. interesting to you? I, I I mean, I think it's incredible. I have, um, there's a brand called Tiny Buddha and they have some really cool, um, it's a website. Uh, they have some really cool articles about life and really amazing introspective stuff that I've learned. Um, they have a gratitude journal. And so I try to open that up. Um, Really, it's probably closer to three or four mornings of the week, uh, and it will have it has prompts, so it actually asks you a question, and then you write about a gratitude moment. Um, so, you know, I've thought about, gosh, I'm thinking about all of them now, but it's um, it started with me with something really small of of like I'm grateful for my legs. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds crazy, but no, I'm like, wow, I'm grateful for my legs. Like that's huge because I can run, I can walk, I can do all these things, and. I agree with you. The more you do this, the more you recognize how um, lucky you are, how fortunate you are. Uh, and I, I'm thinking back now, you know, one of the questions was, what's a close friend of yours that um, that you are grateful for and why? And I recognized and, and thought about a friend of mine that I've known since college. And every time we're together, we just laugh. And it's so fun. I thought of this specific time that we were together and laughed. And you reminded me of this when you shared, um, you know, the patterns that come up. And I think the patterns tie into our own values, right? Like the people that continue to come up throughout the year for you are people that are probably incredibly important or the things that come up for you are incredibly important to you. And it kind of leads you back to more of who you are. It kind of leads you back home. And that's that's a really cool realization of, of doing that. So maybe I'll try it. (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, I love I mean, it seems like you're doing it already with with your journal and um, you're you're you were able to reflect on your I think there's just so much reflection in that because when it said who is a friend, you know, whatever the question was, you were able to pinpoint a friend and you knew why it was around laughter and like, wow, that that's a value of yours. Totally. Is yes. laughter. Humor is huge. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
one of the other things that I really took from from his interview was this concept of keeping your word. And uh, what's really interesting is that it ties so well into this saying yes concept because it's keeping your word, right, to your mm-hmm. yeses also. Um, but he talked a lot about integrity and personal integrity, and that's a really deep topic. And here at LinkedIn, one of our um, culture tenants is integrity. And, uh, you know, we often talk about how our culture tenants at this company are things that we have slated for employees, but they are very much human traits that are so critical to leaving this, leading an authentic life. And integrity is just at the core of all of that. And so when I think about this concept of keeping your word, what really struck me is that, and I saw this for myself, and maybe some of our listeners would see this, maybe you, you feel the same way, but I have such an easier time keeping my word to other people than I do to myself. You know, like I can tell myself I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to go to the gym um, or I'm um, not going to eat carbs or bread, right, for a week. But then I'll think about it in the morning and be like, no, I'm going to hit the snooze button. Or I'll go to lunch that day and there's a beautiful pizza in our cafeteria. And I said, no, I'm going to have the pizza. But what's what's the difference? Like, why do I feel like I can keep my word to a friend. If you asked me to do something for you and I said yes, I would do it wholeheartedly um, and not think twice about it. But when it comes to myself, I don't often do that. Mm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a powerful thing and I think it's almost worth saying again is we often keep our word to other people more than we do to ourselves. Isn't that crazy? Like I really, he made me realize that and I was like, wow, like where is this coming from? And I don't know, do, do other people feel that way or is it just me? I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that comes up for me when, when you said that is um, a value of yours, a value of mine for sure, is relationship. And, um, you know, I think in order to build a relationship that has trust, that has longevity, that has depth, um, and that's valuable, you've got to keep your word, right? It's built on commitments. And so we actually, I I think about it in this way that um, Brene Brown talks about in one of her books, and it's called The Marble Jar. And The Marble Jar is... um, essentially a way for us to think about a relationship. So between you and I, um, every time you do something that is, you know, important, valuable to me or serving me or our relationship, a marble gets put into the jar. And so in the the example that Brene Brown uses, every marble that gets put into the jar leads up to this full jar of marbles and then you have a party. Um, and so it's, <laughs> it's for five-year-olds. So this is, you know, take this in stride. Um, but in the relationship category, I think about the fact that um, – my deepest and best relationships come from people who have put a lot of marbles into the jar and I put a lot in. And if I didn't do that by not fulfilling commitments, if I was dropping the ball all the time and kind of leaving leaving things open or not helping them, not serving them, we couldn't build what we have. So I, I might say that, um, or I would say, it's about the value of relationship. And the value of the relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Because keeping my word to myself, that's putting marbles in my own jar. Yeah. And 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 how do I weigh the relationship with myself and the relationship with others? Clearly, I'm putting more marbles in other people's jobs because you're right. Relationships and connection. Connection is one of my core values. Um, I love people. I love connecting with people. Um, and and I think about I have a lot of jars of marbles out there. But what about my jar? Mm-hmm. It feels it feels it, it doesn't feel empty because that feels, feels kind of dark because I do feel very fulfilled in my life. And I've come a long way to get here. But I, I mean, I, I think about, wow, like you make just such a good point there around 
filling my own jar with mm-hmm. my marbles. I love that. Yeah. I mean, and, and you think about it, you're always going to be there for you, you know? And so when yeah. we think about other people, we don't have that certainty with everyone. You know, I could I could move to Hong Kong tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not planning on it. But, you know, I could move out of the country or I could do whatever. I could disappear. I could, um, you know, for whatever reason, we could no longer have a relationship or other people in your life can yeah. drop out of, out, of, out of tune with you. But you will always be there for you. So you don't put yourself in that place to need the marbles. You put the marbles everywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. And so in line with what we're talking about, about healthy priorities and putting yourself first. I mean, I can speak all that stuff. And now he just hit me so hard with this keeping your word. And I'm recognizing, when do I not keep my word? Right. What about you? Are there times where um, you haven't kept your word or um, what is what is that? What does keeping your word mean to you? I mean, what do, what do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, um, so I just ate a cookie. So I didn't keep my word around not eating a cookie. So, so it happens to other people. <laughs> it happens to everyone. Um, but, you know, I think uh, keeping your word is such a powerful thing. Um, and I think that commitments are fluid. Um, it's interesting. I uh, I was with a group um, with one of my in one of my coaching courses, and we were talking about what commitments meant. And so everyone got to have a perspective on how they felt about commitments. Some people said it feels like a straitjacket. Some people said it feels like mm. fulfilling something. So everyone had this different perspective about it. And the thing that I take away when I think about keeping your word is um, when you make a promise or a commitment to someone. It's got to come from deep down. It's got to mean something to you. So, um, and the reason for that is if it doesn't mean anything to you, you're not going to keep it. And it really was never a true commitment for you anyway, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And so you will then ruin a relationship by not keeping your word or hurt a relationship. Because it wasn't aligned to yourself, to your authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. And something that David said, quote unquote, is my word is me. Mm -hmm. Like, how powerful is that? My word is me. Yeah. And so I think it's, I actually, um, you know, different than maybe some perspectives uh, or maybe not different at all is I think we should be more careful about how many times we do leave our word. Right. Yeah. And, and and make a promise and make a commitment. Um, and I think there's a there's a fluidity and sort of a balance between keeping your word um, or, or making a promise and, you know, deciding, you know what, actually, I'm not going to do this. And so I, I'm I'm more in the mindset of. Let's make sure that when we make a promise, it comes from deep within, that we actually mean it. And if we can't do that, then we don't make the promise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, while maintaining a sense of, of in relationship that you can be relied on. Yeah. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. 
I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. And so, we had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. You know, I this just reminded me of a personal story, and this was about when I was 15 or 16 years old. And if my sisters listen to this, they'll, they'll get a laugh, but they don't even know about this. But um, when I was about 15 or 16 years old, my sisters invited me to a Mets game. Um, I, I forgot who it was with. It was some other people. And I, I said yes, and I committed to going. And... That day, I you know, came home from school, and I was like, I don't feel like going. And I remember telling my sisters, I'm not going to go. And they said, but you committed to it. And I said, oh, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just really not feeling it. I'm just not, I'm not in the mood, right? And I remember the next day, one of my sisters said to me, and she was very thoughtful about it. She said, listen, like, I want you to know that when you make a commitment, you give someone your word. And it it reflects on you if you're making a commitment and you're not commitment and you're not sticking to it. And I remember thinking in that moment, wow, you're right. Like I really learned from that. And I'll, I will never forget that because in that moment I was like, wow, like making a commitment is giving someone else my word. And when I'm not committing to it, I, what does that say about me? Mm-hmm. What does that say about myself? And so um, <clears throat> I remember from that time on, I really um, was more thoughtful about when I made commitments to other people. Yeah, and I think this actually goes really well into the the topic that was really drawn out for me, which is around building your own values and principles. Because, um, you know, as you said that, I was thinking about the fact that, uh, you know, I have definitely in my in my in my lifetime been someone who's flaked on things mm-hmm. and been like, ah, I'm actually not going to do that. And I'm pretty sure we all. Have. I think we all have. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think we all have. We've all been there. Um, I, the the big thing for me is like, what's the learning, and what's this really about, and what. I recognize um, is, you know, I've been someone who's always said yes to going out to do things, always, always with people, always engaging, always in social environments. And what I didn't recognize was how much that was taking from me. It was like I was going to, you know, a party or to meet with people or, or something like that. And I left feeling empty. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just don't like this feeling. And so I started, I kept saying yes to things, but felt the no, right? Mm -hmm. But I would say yes, because that was what I had built up. That was the persona that I had. That was the person that people knew me for was being there. Um, And so, you know, what I recognize in my my flaky period that started uh, and recognize even more now is um, I was not honoring a core value of mine, uh, which is, I have a number of values, but one of them is set the introvert free. So mine are all like fun. <laughs> they go with something that's important to me. Um, and I like to make them feel a little a little more um, relevant to, to just myself. But that value is about the fact that I need time to be away. Um, I need time to be alone. I need time to reflect. I need time to write. Um, or to just sit on my couch and watch TV or go on a walk with my dog by myself. Um, those things allow me to be more of the person that I want to be when I'm with the people I'm around. And when I'm just throwing myself into every situation, 
I'm no longer the person I want to be for anyone. And so this was a huge recognition for me uh, as he talked about, David talked about values, is, you know, um, he pulled the room and said, who understands their own value or what is your value? And people started sharing some of theirs. Um, The first thing that came up for me was oftentimes we take, you know, really basic words and say, yes, my value is honesty or my value is, you know, self-care. And um, something that I recognized in myself is I had some of these before and I just didn't feel connected to them. I couldn't quite understand what they meant because they were very general. Um, so when I talk about one of my values around introversion, um, another one is sacred mornings. For me, mornings are really important. How I spend my time is how I then experience the rest of my day. Uh, and the reason I came up with these is because I decided that it was important for me to define more about who I was in a way that felt personal. I was going to say, can you share with us how you went through that exercise of defining them? Because when David threw that question out too, I too felt like, wait, what are my core values? Mm-hmm. Like I know them and I, I have done some reflection on them. Things like connection and authenticity come, come to me, but I haven't sat down and, and wrote them out. And I got a sense in the room that other people haven't either. So how are you so clear on your values? Yeah, I think um, the first thing that I started thinking about was what makes me feel full? What are the moments in my life when I go, wow, this is good? Um, and those moments come at different times. And so, you know, I'll use the the sacred mornings example um, because it's, it's every day I experience it, which is great. Um, I recognize that, you know, for me, when I'm feeling really just in it and there and fulfilled, um, it's when I am getting up in the morning, I am journaling, I am meditating, I'm going for a run, and I'm walking my dog. It's a lot of stuff. It's, well, it's, it's <laughs> taking care of yourself. Exactly, right. right. It's, it's hitting that introversion maybe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's hitting the introversion. It's taking care of myself. Um, and, and it touches deeper than just saying self-care mm-hmm. because I know deeply that it's not just self-care. It's it's what I create around it and what I experience because of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, my process was understanding and, and I'm a writer and, and I think I actually think everyone's a writer. And some people at a certain point in their lives been told they weren't a good writer or they were afraid to write. And so I keep journals um, and, and that's just a space where nobody ever gets to find out what I'm writing. So no judgment there. Um, but I started journaling about about the things that uh, made Leah, literally in third person, wrote a list, feel full. And as I did that, things started to emerge, patterns started to emerge. Um, And then in one of my coaching courses, we were actually invited to just start brainstorming about what those those things are. Um, And so I I just brainstormed and and made lists and then pulled things out and said, what's going to make this feel really alive for me? Uh, And started to name them that way. So that every time I come back to it, I connect to the things that I like to do or the person that I want to be when I'm being Leah the introvert or um, Leah in her sacred morning or, you know, freedom is another one. I call it the evolution of freedom. Uh, And I I do think there is an important bit there too, Jackie, around evolving values. Mm. Uh, If you had asked me five years ago, they would have been completely different. That's interesting. What was that question again? Because I'm wondering what exercise I could take on, what exercise our listeners can take on to discover what some of their core values are. What was that question that you did with the coaching? 
Yeah. So um, the question was, in what areas of your life or where in your life do you feel most full? Do you feel most full? Yep. Oh, it all ties back to fulfillment it and does. wholeness and completeness. It does. And, in, and it's interesting because I have come so far to hitting a point where I feel so fulfilled. Yet if you ask me to just spew out what all of that is like even coming up with that gratitude response when you asked me before you know that was the first thing that came to me and I recognized with all of this there's no right or wrong it's just no. it, there, there's no right answers there's no wrong answers it's just what comes up for you and I I've learned to trust myself in in what comes up and so that was that was what I shared but maybe there's more intentionality around it right maybe it is sitting down taking time over you know our break coming off the holiday break to sit down and write down some of our values yeah, and I think it's also really important, um, you know, two points that are important. One is this is for you. This yeah. is for me. This is for each individual person who's listening to this right now. This is not for anyone else. Um, and oftentimes we do things with this other voice in our head saying, oh, gosh, what will people think about X? Um, this is just for you. And that is what makes it sacred. And then second is um, values come up over time and they evolve and this is not a list, right? So you don't need 20 values that you live by. <laughs> if you come up with three, that's pretty incredible. So and I'm in a good spot You're in a good spot. <laughs> You've done some work there. And and I think everyone, you know, this is, this is such a, a theme that has been emerging for me is self-compassion uh, and ensuring that you aren't judging yourself as you do all of this. Um, this is really about just you starting to define something that, again, it's going to change because as we continue to live our lives, we learn more about ourselves and then things shift. And you know what? really helped me in this in this arena pun intended <laughs> um was staying present i've worked on meditation a lot i meditate every day and being present has allowed me to be way more in tune with what's important to me with with my heart with my intuition trusting myself um just breathing um just being present to the moment you know and um there's there's really there's so much to be said about presence and being mindful and being in, in, a, in um, help and using a meditative state to maybe get there. Um, but that's another thing that um, I've seen has really helped me on this journey of transformation. Yeah. And I'm curious, when is a time when you feel you felt most present? Or when you feel most present, if it's up? I feel most present right now. Amazing. Right? In the moment. Yeah. Right now, if you ask me, I feel so present. And we love this question. What is alive for you right now? And what's alive for me is just this present moment, where we're sitting, what we're talking about, the conversations we're having, um, all with the intent to to be real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a great way to put it. And, and presence is um, everything you said and doesn't have to be overthought. Love it. So... As we always do, even though this is our first episode, but on, on trend, um, is to leave a question for our listeners and always in theme with what we've been talking about today. So listeners, what's one thing you can say yes to that's outside of your comfort zone? Yep. Love that question. Um, and again, this is something you can say yes to to yourself or to someone else. And we challenge you to do this over the next two weeks since our next episode will be coming, uh, you know, two weeks from now. So, you know, we'd love to hear from you if if you'd like to share with us. Um, and since we've left you with that question, um, 
Please know that if you want any more information on Scott's mindfulness program on our podcast, you can go to go slash mindfulness. Um, You can also find us on Scott's distribution list on the LinkedIn company page and just look out for us around town. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Thanks.